The title of this message today is You Ought to Praise the Lord. You Ought to Praise the Lord. Psalms chapter 34 I will bless the Lord at all times, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. When you get home today, I, I challenge you to look up Psalms 34 and accent each word in this. Let me just help you get started. I will bless the Lord. Not somebody else, not Tanisha. I will bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord. Not, I won't wait till I have feelings. I will, by an act of my will, bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord. When we praise him, we actually bless the Lord. Who am I going to bless? I will bless the Lord. You notice how when you put an accent on each word, it helps you shape together what the psalmist is saying here. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. You ought to praise the Lord. Amen. What is praise anyway? Praise simply is this. It's expressing thanks and honor to the one who is worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. It's expressing thanks and honor to the one who is worthy of our praise. Today, I want you to leave here knowing that you ought to praise the Lord. No matter what situation you're in, no matter how you feel, no matter what you faced in the past or what you're facing tomorrow, you ought to praise the Lord. And I'm going to give you some reasons why you ought to praise the Lord today. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm going to spend a little time today in Psalms chapter uh, 150, the very last psalm, Psalms 150, praise his name. It says, praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in his mighty expanse. This tells us where to praise God. Praise him in his sanctuary. Well, in this day, when this was written, they were having, uh, you know, God's presence was in the temple, and they would go to temple to be in God's presence. And we know now that we're the temple of the Holy Spirit, but we do meet in a, a building on Sunday. And so whether you think of the sanctuary as inside of you or inside of the church, it doesn't really matter. It says praise him in his sanctuary, but also praise him in his mighty expanse. You know, you could take it like this. Praise him when you're in this building and, and worship time is happening. But when you leave this building and you're in the great expanse of God's wonderful creation, praise him then too. Amen. Praise doesn't stop when you hit the doorway of the church. Can I hear somebody say praise God? Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. This tells us why we praise him. Praise him for his mighty deeds. What has he done for you? You know, if you stop and spend some time thinking about what God has done in your life, you could spend a lot of time praising God for how he's blessed you, saved you, healed you, provided for you, picked you up when you fell down. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. This means praise him just because he's God. He's God and he's worthy of praise. Praise him for his excellent greatness. Then it says praise him with a trumpet sound. Praise him with a harp and lyre. Praise him with the timbrel and dancing. Praise him with stringed instruments and pipe. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with the resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. This tells us how to praise him. We can praise him with dancing, with, with the timbrel, with the harp and lyre and instruments and pipe. 
with loud symbols. Let me give you some other things that, that the Bible tells us we can do to praise the Lord. Psalms 47.1, clap your hands, all ye people. Did you know that clapping your hands is a way that we can praise God? That's why we often clap our hands, right? Psalms 47.1 again, shout to God with a voice of joy. We can shout. We sing, shout to the Lord. Can somebody shout to the Lord? Amen. Glory to God. Praise his name. That implies people need to hear what you're saying. Amen. Glory to the Lord. Shout to the Lord. Psalms 134.2, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. We raise our hands and people say it's a, it's a symbol of our surrender to God. That's wonderful if that's what you feel. And it, some people say it's like God's your daddy and you're a child and you're just wanting to, him to pick you up like your child does when he comes to you with arms open. However you think of it, the Bible tells us lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Psalms 147.1, praise the Lord for it is good to sing praises to God for it is pleasant and praise is beautiful. We can sing praises to the Lord. Some people we enjoy hearing sing praises to the Lord. Other people not so much, but God enjoys hearing everybody sing praises to the Lord. Amen. He enjoys when you sing his praises. We can sing with words, Hebrews 13, 15, thereby, for by him, let us continually offer up sacrifice of praise to God. That is this, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Hallelujah. Oh yes, say it. Don't just feel it. Tell God how you feel. Say it out loud to him. Tell him you're thankful for him. Tell him he's worthy. Tell him he's beautiful. Tell him he's wonderful. Tell him you're grateful for what he's done in your life. Psalms 149.3, let them praise his name with the dance. Oh, you know what that means? That means I get to put some of my moves on and you can't tell me not to because God said to praise him with the dance, right? However it is that you want to do it. Oh, I think we should probably leave that to the ones who know how to dance. But I don't know. There's going to be some times that I just can't sit still because I want to praise him with the dance. And praise him with the instruments, whatever, the guitar, the piano, whatever it is you might play. If you just want to bang on a, a, a pot in the middle of your kitchen to praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Did you know there's a lot of ways to praise the Lord and you ought to praise the Lord. You ought to praise the Lord. You shouldn't wait till Sunday to praise the Lord. And I'm going to help you see why today you ought to praise the Lord. We as Christians, number one, when you lose focus... Praise gets your focus off of yourself and back on God. Praise helps you get your focus off of yourself and back on God. What happens to us, Christians? We go through life and we face difficulties and situations, and we tend to get ourselves focused on us. We tend to think about our performance. Some people are, are looking at their own life and they're seeing how they're doing. And some are saying, I'm so bad and I'm so terrible and I'm so miserable. And others are saying, I'm so good. I'm so wonderful. I'm really a great person and I'm doing wonderful. But the point of Christianity is not to focus on your performance, but to focus on God's performance. Your performance doesn't uh, help you one bit. It's God's performance that helps you. When you get focused on yourself, you miss out on seeing what God's done and what he's doing. Come on. The reason you don't see what God's doing is because you're focused on yourself. When you get focused on yourself, it's about your needs and your wants, and you forget about what he's already blessed you with. Come on, I'm talking to somebody today. 
We get so focused on what we don't have, the small things that God didn't give us, the things that we're still waiting on, we lose sight of what God has done for us. He woke you up this morning. He blessed you. He put breath in your lungs. He's provided for you. Glory to his name. Yes, praise will help you forget about your will and focus on God's will. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to kneel in prayer and praise and, and I had in my mind and in my heart how I wanted things to turn out and I was determined to push God in my direction. But the more you praise him and the more you feel his presence, the less you think of what you want and the more you submit to what God wants. Come on. Hallelujah. Yes. Number two. You ought to praise him because praise positions you correctly. When you get out of position, what happens is you kind of get up to the throne of God and you say, scoot over, God, let me sit there with you. And before long, you're like, give me a little more room, God. And then pretty soon you just push God off his own throne and you've kind of switched positions. And this is what it looks like when you do that. You decide how everything should be and you want God to use his power to give you everything you want. And you have essentially become God and God has become sort of your helper to make happen what you want to happen. This happens to us all the time and we don't realize it until we get into the presence of God. Because when we get into the presence of God, it humbles us. Glory to his name. Come on. I know I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because what Christ has done for me. I know that I'm his child and he loves me. I know that I'm more than a conqueror and victorious, but I don't have pride in myself. I am humbled because nothing good that I ever have came from me. It came from him. I'm humbled when I get into his presence. I get off the throne and God gets exalted. When you get in the presence of God, you start exalting him. He gets lifted higher in your sight to the place where he properly belongs. Come on, somebody. When you get out of position, praise God. It will put you back where you belong. You'll be on your knees. God will be on his throne. That's the way things should be. Amen. You ought to praise him, number three, because praise replaces complaining. Let me say that again. Praise replaces complaining. You can't whine and worship at the same time, somebody. We like to declare the problem. We like to describe the problem. If you go to the story of David and Goliath, you'll find that the writer gives great description about Goliath. He was so tall, his staff was the size of a weaver's beam. He was mighty and uh, successful as a warrior. And all of these descriptions of how great Goliath was. And we can spend all of our time declaring how great our problem is. It's almost like we worship our problems sometimes. We feel like we're so good at describing what's wrong and we want to tell everybody what's wrong. Praise stops you from saying what's wrong and declaring what is right. Come on. It helps you begin to start declaring the promises and not the problem. Hallelujah. Some of us today, our biggest problem is that we speak so much doubt, that's what we're living in, instead of speaking the faith. When you start to praise God, it takes your air and your breath away from uh, you so that you can't use it to whine and complain. I can't imagine saying, praise God for blessing us and providing for us. But you know what? We just don't have enough money. I don't know how we're going to pay the bills. But praise God that he's always taking care of us. He's never left his children without. I will supply all of your 
their needs according to his riches and glory. I'm declaring that and praising God. But you know what? We don't have enough food, and I don't know what we're going to eat, and we can't pay the light bill. I can't imagine somebody at the same time speaking the declarations and the promises and declaring uh, problems and doubt from the same mouth. Can you? When you start praising God, you stop whining about your situation. Praise his name. Are you with me today? Number four. You should praise him because praise enlarges the presence of God. Let me tell you what I mean by that. God is always with you. You're his child. Jesus promised, I'll be with you always, right? So we know God is with us, right? The problem is sometimes we're not aware of it. He seems small to us in our flesh and in our lives. We don't see him in a big way. It's as if our problems, the world, our wants and our needs are in focus and God is somewhere off back there in the background in the blurriness. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? But when you praise him, you become aware of his presence. And that's what some of us need today. God's with you. You're just not aware of his presence. Not only do you become aware, you become engaged with his presence. That means now you're talking to him. You're believing what he says. You're finding strength from his presence and drawing strength from the fact that he is with you. Everything gets smaller and God gets bigger when we praise him today. The Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. Can I tell you something? You want God to show up big in your situation? Start praising him. Hallelujah. You want God to do something big in your life? Start praising him today. Thank you, Jesus. Number five, you ought to praise him because when you're under attack, praise makes the enemy flee. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what the enemy does to you? Let me, let me help you, Christian. If you're a Christian and you've been transformed and born again, the devil can't touch you. He can't put stuff on you. And you know what he can do? He can lie to you. And that's what he does. He's the father of all lies. And what he tries to do is he, he tries to get you to mess yourself up. So if he can convince you that God's not going to come through for you and you have doubt and you make a dumb decision, then he's been successful, right? So he's just trying to lie to you. Some of you, the devil is lying to you right now. But you know what? When you're speaking the truth of God's word, then the lie doesn't really work, does it? How can the devil lie to you about saying you're going to be defeated when you're saying, I am victorious through Christ Jesus, my Lord? How can the devil lie to you and convince you that you're going to be sick when, when you're saying, oh, it is the Lord God who heals me? Hallelujah. How can you be declaring truth and listen to a lie? What happens is the devil figures out he's not going to win and he goes the other way when we start praising God. You want to defeat the enemy? You want to stop the attack? Start praising God. Don't describe the attack. Don't spend your time dissecting the attack. What you need to do is just praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, back in 2011, Kathy was diagnosed with scleroderma, and the doctor told her she'd slowly get worse and probably would die in five years. That's what they told her. And I've told you this story many times before, and of course, it's, it's 11 years later, and she's healthy now, and she's doing really well, and we're thankful to the Lord for that. But from the beginning, uh, one of the doctors told us there's this book that's uh, on scleroderma, the dis this disease, and, and you ought to get it. It's the Bible about scleroderma. So I ordered the book, and uh, I gave it to Kathy, and she read just a page or two of it and then couldn't read anymore. And uh, 
Then someone suggested a, a scleroderma group that you could go to and everybody could talk about and share their, their things and support each other. But she didn't want to go to that either. And you know what I figured out? You know, I figured out how Kathy was fighting the battle. It was like this. She wasn't going to praise her problem. She wasn't going to give her problem, her mind and her energy. She wasn't interested in learning about this disease. It's not her disease. She don't want it. What she wanted to do is focus on God and the goodness of God and watch what God was going to do in her life. And can I tell you today, God has done a miracle because she didn't praise her problem. She praised her God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Number six. Praise opens a path for the power of God. Praise his name. Oh, just imagine. Just imagine you get into a dark alley and you're surrounded by bad people. And they want to beat you and take your life and steal your money and do all kinds of bad things against you. Just imagine that's the situation you're in. And then out of the darkness walks Chuck Norris, right? <laughs> And he stands between you and trouble. Hallelujah. You know what? You don't need to ask Chuck Norris what he's going to do. You just need to know Chuck Norris is there. <laughs> you know what the presence of God is? It's like God walks into this situation and you don't need to ask God what he's going to do. You just need to know he's there. When the presence of God comes, the provision of God is there. When the presence of God comes, the power of God is there. When the presence of God comes... It opens a pathway for God to do the miraculous in your life. Hallelujah. I got somebody better than Chuck Norris with me. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not afraid for God is with me. Hallelujah. Oh, one of my favorite sermons that my dad ever preached was this. He said, when I have a problem, I don't work on my problem. I work on my praise. Some of you need to get that. You've been so, spending so much time trying to solve your problem. If you just praise Jesus, he'd show up and the problem solver would be in your presence and, and God would take care of everything. Don't work on your problem. Work on your praise. Hallelujah. Oh, I don't need to God, God to do what I want. I just need him to be with me. I just need him to be with me. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 16, we sung about it. Paul and Silas. Were beaten, thrown in prison. They had done nothing wrong but just share the love of God and, and delivered this young girl from a demon. And, and people were upset about it. And they had Paul arrested and beaten and thrown in prison. And their feet were shackled to the prison walls. And you know what the Bible says they did? The Bible says that they got their focus on God. It'd be easy at that time. And let's be honest, most of us in that situation would be mad and focused on ourselves. God, why? Look at where I am, God. Don't you see what I'm going through? What about me, God? Can't you see this? Why would you allow this to happen to me? Focused on myself rather than focused on God. But they refused to get themselves focused on me. They focused on God and they humbled themselves. They let God be God and they let them be God's children and put God in his proper place. And you know what? This is a, a miraculous thing. They didn't whine or complain. Most of us would whine and complain, right? We'd have to get some cheese to go with that wine because that's exactly what we do. We would just... Uh, we would tell God and everybody around us how we didn't deserve this and we were just only doing God's will. And God, if I do your will, how would you lead me into something so terrible? I can't believe you didn't come and deliver me. 
We'd tell God all about the things that he'd done for somebody else and why he isn't doing it for us. We'd whine, we'd fuss and complain. But instead of it, Paul had been beaten. He had been uh, uh, arrested. He'd been thrown in prison and fastened to the walls. And what does the Bible says? That at the midnight hour, they prayed and they praised God. Hallelujah. In the midst of the worst situation, when they had pain in their body and it looked like they could die, they praise the Lord. Some of you need to get that today. You're waiting for your situation to be good to praise God. But praise is not a reaction to a good circumstance. Praise happens in the middle of all circumstances. Hallelujah. Some of you are waiting today to feel praise like you feel good and, and you want to express it, but praise doesn't happen as a reaction to how you feel. Praise happens whether you feel good or whether you feel bad. That's why it's called the sacrifice of praise sometimes. How many of you ever came to church and lifted your arms even though they were tired? Lifted your voice and said the words even though you didn't feel it in your body. And said, God, I praise you. Lord, I love you. Even though the feelings weren't there and you, were, you weren't at where you wanted to be. And maybe you were in a dry place, but you did it anyway because you know the truth. God is God. God is good. And I will praise the Lord. And what happened when they praised God? The Bible says that the foundations of the jail was shaken. And the walls began to crumble and the chains fell off of their feet. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want you to listen to this today. They didn't praise him because the walls fell. The walls fell because they praised him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, today I want you to realize if there's walls in your life, if there's chains in your life, don't wait for them to fall off before you praise him. Start praising him now and watch what God will do in your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But what happens when the walls don't crumble and the chains don't fall off? Praise him anyway. Praise him anyway. Come on. Praise him anyway. Clap your hands anyway. Dance anyway. Sing anyway. Give glory to him anyway. Why in the world would you do that? I can praise him for this reason because he is my God. Praise God. He's God and he's worthy to be praised. And if you ever get in his presence, it's apparent. You don't, you don't need an intellectual explanation. You just know he's God and he's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. I praise him because he's my God. Whether things are good or whether things are bad, he's my God. I praise him because he loves me hallelujah he loves me in spite of my faults and failures he's he's seen me at my worst and he's loved me with his best glory to his name i'm my beloved and he is mine and his banner over me is love hallelujah hallelujah nothing can separate me from the love of god so i may be free i may be in shackles but God loves me and nothing can take that away from me. I love him and I praise him today because he saved me. I don't know about you, but God did a number on me. Hallelujah. He convicted me. He shone the light in my heart. He, he brought my dead spirit to life. He gave me a new hope, a new life. He saved my life. Hallelujah. I can never thank Jesus enough for going to the cross and taking the penalty for my sin. I can never thank God enough for loving me enough to send his son to die on the cross. I, I can't thank Christ enough for being strong enough and powerful enough to resist temptation so that he could be perfect and rise from the dead that I might have new life in him. Oh, he saved me. He delivered me. He set me free. 
He covers me. And even today, though I'm broken and I still fall short of the glory of God, he is my Savior. I have victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. Hallelujah. Why can I praise him today, no matter what, even if the chains don't fall off, because he is with me forever. David in the 23rd Psalm said he leads me beside still waters, green pastures. He sets a table before me and provides for me in the presence of mine enemies. Oh, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Come on, somebody. Are you with me today? Do you realize that no matter what happens, you and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever? I'm not waiting on eternal life. It's already been given to me. Glory to God. No thing in heaven or earth can take away these things. So I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I want to know if you're here today and you're ready to praise God. Hallelujah. Not because you feel like it. Not because your body is strengthened or well. Not because your situation is perfect. But because you know God is worthy of praise today. Come on, would you stand to your feet? Lift your hands. Shout to the Lord and let's praise him today. Glory be to your name, God. God. Glory be to your name, Jesus. Come on, somebody praise.